Chapter Five of Heroines of Travel by Frank Mundell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Fire and Storm. The Sunbeam, the yacht in which Lady Brassey made her famous voyages, was on its way from the River Plate to the Straits of Magellan when great excitement was caused on board by the sight of a ship on fire hastily summoned to witness the disaster lady brassey rushed on deck and found that the people on the sunbeam were looking at a large bark under full sail flying the red union jack upside down she also showed other signals which mean ship on fire then another signal was hoisted asking for immediate help the request was promptly complied with and a boat was launched not seeing an appearance of fire the boat's crew were well armed to be ready to assist the officers if instead of fire they found that a mutiny had broken out on board the stranger in a few minutes the boat returned and brought the information that fire had been discovered several days before but that the crew had not been able to get at it the vessel was the monkshaven of whitby laden with coal for valparaiso to prevent the flame spreading the crew had battened down the hatches and having thrown overboard all such combustible articles as tar oil paint spare sails and spars had lived on deck under a canvas screen lord brassey and captain brown of the sunbeam went on board the monkshaven and found the deck more than a foot deep in water the hatches were then opened and at once a volume of dense smoke burst forth from the captain's cabin came suffocating fumes of poisonous gas and when one man attempted to enter the room he fell down insensible as it was hopeless to try to save the vessel the officers decided to abandon her and the work of transferring the crew from the bark to the yacht began this was safely accomplished in three trips the poor fellows says lady brassey were almost wild with joy at getting alongside another ship after all the hardships they had gone through and in their excitement they threw overboard many things which they might as well have kept as they had taken the trouble to bring them from the deck of the sunbeam the flames were soon seen to mount higher and higher and the heat was so intense that it could be felt even in the cold night air on board the yacht the rescued sailors were very anxious to see the last of their vessel and they gathered in the rigging on the deck-house and on the bridge and watched her burn slowly down to the water's edge lady brassey was very much interested in the shipwrecked men and from them she learned that while they had declined the proffered assistance of an english vessel on the second day thinking they could run into port an american steamer two days later refused assistance and sailed away another said 
when we saw that ship sail away we all gave in and lay down in despair to die but our captain who is very good to his crew and a religious man too said there is one above who looks after us all that was true enough continued the sailor for ten minutes afterwards as i was talking to the cook and telling him it was all over with us i saw your sail to leeward and informed the captain the addition of fifteen persons to the yacht's crew was a serious matter for so small a vessel there was a fear that the provisions might run short and what was more alarming still the supply of water to guard against such a contingency as far as possible the crew were put on half an allowance and for washing purposes only sea-water was used however in a few days a steamer hove in sight and as she was homeward bound the sunbeam signalled to her and on her the shipwrecked crew were safely conveyed to england proceeding on her way the sunbeam accomplished the dangerous passage through the straits of magellan and after a pleasant sail across the pacific she cast anchor in the japanese harbour of kobe after a short trip ashore lady brassey returned to the yacht when she went on board the vessel was rolling a good deal and in one of the passages leading to her cabin she slipped and fell her thumb caught in the hinge of an open door which was banged to by the returning roll of the yacht and the member was very badly crushed the operation of dressing the wound was so painful that she fainted and had to be carried to bed as luck would have it that very evening soon after midnight she was awakened by that most terrible of all cries heard at sea the ship is on fire the sleeping draught which she had taken to soothe the pain in her thumb made her half stupid but exerting herself she made her way out of the cabin dense volumes of smoke were issuing from each side of the staircase and some of the crew were busy pouring water on the flames and removing all combustibles out of the way others were rigging up the hose and getting the extincters ready till these were in position the hatches were kept closely fastened and the suffocating atmosphere almost overpowered the workers this precaution was necessary for the seat of the fire had not yet been discovered and if it proved to be in the hold as was expected the admission of air might have caused the total destruction of the yacht when all was in readiness the floors were taken up and the partitions pulled down where the fire seemed to be most active and in a short time the flames were got under then the hold and every part of the vessel was thoroughly searched the only damage done was to the cabin floor which was burned through 
on inquiry it was found that the cold night had caused the servants to make a large fire in the nursery at bedtime it was raked out but the ash-pan was not large enough to contain the hot cinders which fell on the tiles and made them red-hot and this ignited the woodwork about four o'clock the sunbeam weighed anchor and proceeded to hong kong an officer of the flagship went on board and piloted her to a berth among the men-of-war as soon as the yacht fixed her moorings she was surrounded by sampans or native boats and crowds of chinese flocked on board to sell their wares such a nuisance did these native vendors at length become that they were ordered to quit the ship but they paid no heed and continued their trade as before they swarmed everywhere and it almost seemed as if they had some other object in view than trade at last the captain ordered the hose to be turned on them this was done and a copious shower of water soon cleared every part of the vessel after this they were not bothered any more probably one of the worst storms the sunbeam ever encountered was in the north atlantic the vessel was hove to with topmasts housed everything battened down canvas tightly lashed over all doors and skylights and openings of every kind boats and spare sails covered with canvas were firmly secured to the deck when all had been made as safe as possible there was nothing for the crew to do but watch the wind and weather and hope for the best as it was dark and cheerless below lady brassey crawled up on deck and was astonished to find it free from water nor was there a leak anywhere the violence of the gale was such however that in one of the sudden lurches all the watch were pitched from one side of the deck to the other they were very much bruised and one of the men was badly injured lashed to a seat and well wrapped in her mackintosh lady brassey enjoyed the magnificent sight which she describes as terribly grand and almost awful the huge waves rose high overhead threatening every moment to engulf them the sunbeam as if aware of the danger seemed to dodge one wave and rise on the top of the next shaking herself like a newfoundland dog bless you ma'am said one of the sailors to whom she had praised the gallant little vessel why she's that sense that she'd lay herself to the beauty if you give her a chance before retiring to rest that night lady brassey peeped through a chink in the companion to take a last long lingering look around i could not help wondering she says with a feeling of awe and mixed with fear whether it would please a merciful providence to bring us safely to the light of another day or whether before morning the one vast problem that more than any other concerns all men 
the great mystery of life and death time and eternity would be solved for us at last the gale continued for several days and in one heavy squall a man was nearly lost overboard the rope on which he was standing gave way just as the sunbeam made a deep dip in the sea three times was the poor fellow submerged and his comrades gave him up for lost at length they managed to lay hold of him and pull him on board although much bruised and battered he was yet saved as from the very jaws of death before the wind moderated another terrible squall struck the yacht so suddenly and with such tremendous force that she seemed to be beaten down into the sea never before had lady brassey experienced the sensation she then felt the force of the wind completely took away her breath and she felt as if she was being driven through the deck the afterleach of the mainsail burst with a report like a cannon and then split across with further reports and detonations as the wind rent through cloth after cloth with a noise like very heavy sharp shooting the shackle of the standing jibboom was carried away and came down with a crash and the deck was so hampered with rigging and canvas and there was such a flapping of sails rattling of blocks knocking of ropes howling of the tempest hissing of rain and roaring of the sea that for the next few moments nobody quite realized or knew exactly what had happened on the following day the wind calmed down the sun shone as bright and beautiful as ever the gale was over and the yacht continued on her voyage End of chapter five